0: The Buffer Stretch podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of Fit. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Kanchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch, and if it's your first time, I'm so glad that you are joining me. Today, I have a special guest joining me to discuss running in the heat. I've invited back the owner of Choose Your Finish Line and my husband to discuss ways to stay healthy and focused during the sometimes grueling heat in the summer. A fun fact about me that I mentioned in the episode is that I run fastest February through April. I'd love to know when you prefer running and training. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. If you like this podcast, please follow and like on iTunes, Spotify, however you listen, and share with any friends who you think would like this episode. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guest. Hi Sean, welcome back.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me again. I'm glad uh, you could find me around the house during this time. <laughs>
0: So you were my first guest on But First Stretch, and I know in the first episode, you did tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into run coaching. Is there a way we could recap that just so everyone tuning in today knows how you got into run coaching?
1: Yeah, so my company is called Choose Your Finish Line, um, and I've been a run coach for about three years now. Um, And the way that I got into it was Jen, Right here, my wife, um, for my anniversary or birthday, I can't remember which one.
0: Anniversary.
1: Anniversary, okay. Um, Got John Goldthorpe to be my run coach for the Baltimore Marathon. Uh, A little bit skeptical at first because I thought I knew enough about running to have a run coach, but the experience I had was fantastic. Uh, We, you know, he made a plan for me, individualized, he talked to me, um, motivated me, someone for me to be accountable for. Um, and I ended up running my best time um, at Baltimore. I ran a 314, which was a PR of about six minutes. And I was probably in the best shape of my life. So I really enjoyed that. And then I uh, went through a couple of things at work, and I was just looking for something different to do. So I saw RRCA, uh, Road Runners Club of America, was giving out certifications for going to a class. So I went to a class. Um, Got my certification, passed the test, um, started working with a few clients, and then here we are. And been working with about uh, 10 to 15 clients per year, helping them uh, train from anywhere from off-the-couch 5K to marathon. So it's been a lot of fun. I've really had a good time with it.
0: So what's the most rewarding part about being a run coach? All
1: right, so I feel like the most rewarding part of my job is when uh, my clients are able to uh, successfully accomplish what they set out to uh, their goals to be. Um, I've been pretty lucky that I've had a a good uh, success rate um, of my clients um, accomplishing their goals. And it's just nice to see them, um, you know, be able to set their, you know, set a goal, whether it's a couple weeks away, whether it's a couple months away, um, and just work with them day by day, help them, communicate with them. And then just to see them accomplish that goal on run day and that sense of accomplishment they have, um, and just that sense of accomplishment overall of just, you know, achieving a goal. And then it's always great to see them come back the next year and want to work with me again. And that's definitely rewarding.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is the most challenging part?
1: I bet you could answer this for me. Uh, Probably the communication part.
0: Uh, Yeah, I feel like with run coaching, you're really in everyone's lives, right?
1: Yeah, so it's definitely just a balance. It's a lot of people have needs. And um, the one thing that I struggle with is: Am I too much in their face? Am I texting them too much? Am I calling too much? Am I, you know, changing up plans too much or am I not doing enough? Um, and sometimes it's really hard to find that line because everybody's different. Everybody wants um, their handheld differently. Everybody wants more of me. Some people don't want a lot of me. So it's tough to find that line and to see if I'm doing a good job overall. So I think the communication part is just sometimes difficult for me to do.
0: Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, We're going to dive into the workout portion because I really do want to chat about running in the heat, running in the summer. I know that, you know, when we first were in quarantine, I could run any time of the day. There was like no stress about it, Um, but that's not the case anymore. So what type of weather do you prefer running in?
1: So I'm a fair weather friend, a fair weather runner. Um, but with that being said, when it's winter time out, I always say that I want to run in the heat, but when it's summertime out, I always say I want (laughs) to run in the cold. So really, no, I guess probably my best type of weather would be spring and fall. Um, it's been pretty hot lately, um, and it's going to get a little bit hotter. So, you know, definitely right now it's, it's a little bit of a struggle and it's, it's definitely a different type of running than what I'm used to.
0: Yeah, I always thought I was a summer-fall runner, and then I started running my best and fastest times, like, February through April and May. And I just thought that was so crazy, like, learning about myself as a runner, how, like, the cold weather actually helped me perform better.
1: And that's how, like, our area sets up the race calendar. Uh, so most, of, most races are going to be in two different blocks. Uh, most of the races are going to be somewhere between March and May. Um, and then there's going to be another block between like September to November. So that way those races occur during nice weather. And you'll always find races though throughout those other times. Like you you can find summer races, you can find winter races. Um, but just the ma- majority of races are going to be during those blocks. Because again, it's the best time for people to train. And it's the best time for people to get their results.
0: So what are some tips you have for people running in the summertime?
1: All right. So... Number one is, you know, I'm gonna go back to something you said. Um, You said that there's obviously some times that you can't run. Now that's not necessarily true. Um, There's just times that are better to run than others. Um, So my first tip is to plan out your course a little bit. Try to find places that are gonna be shaded. Um, Just getting that sun away from you um, is gonna lower the temperature um, and it's just gonna take some of that stress off of your body. If you're unable to do that, I always tell my runners to go out with hats on to you know, protect the sun, put on sunscreen, and just make sure that the clothing that you're wearing is light and some sort of uh, textured or wick away so it's not absorbing that sweat that's coming off you and it's wicking it away. So another tip then is to find times during the day where again, you're not gonna get affected by the heat so much. So running before, 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. getting out early before the sun is at its highest point, or wait into, until evening time when it already, you know, after 6 o'clock, because now we have longer days right now, so finding those times where it's a little bit cooler and you're not going to have that sun directly on you. Um, so those are a couple tips that I have uh, for running in heat.
0: Um, What suggestions do you have for beginners, someone who wants to get started running right now while it's hot in many parts of the country, they can be discouraged from this heat?
1: Well, of course you can, because if you're looking to run and you step outside and you're not used to sweating and you're not used to working hard and that's going to be your first run, it's going to be tough for them to do. So a lot of people do get discouraged when they try to run in this heat and they're just like, I'm over it, I'm going to go sit in the air conditioning, I'm done for the day. So the one, a couple tips that I have is, uh, first of all, make sure that you are hydrated. So make sure that you are drinking plenty of water um, and just make sure that you're drinking a little bit before the run. And especially for some runners, bring some cold water with you on the run too. Uh, So there's a lot of different things that you could bring. You could bring a little handheld bottle. Um, people, if you're going for a little bit longer run, sometimes bring the camelbacks with them just so they have that access to water because you don't understand how much, how much you know, water weight you're losing during that through sweating. Um, so that would be my first tip. Uh, second tip would just be you know, to do a little bit planning ahead of time. Make sure that you have the clothing in order to run. Make sure that you have the shoes to run. Make sure that you know what you're doing. Make sure that you're not going to overexert yourself right away. And just have some sort of plan for what you want to do.
0: Do you have any other, like, suggestions of how people maybe should view the outcomes of their runs in the summertime compared to other times of the year?
1: Absolutely. So, running in the summertime is, like, a handicap, I would say. Like, for, like if you were talking about golf. Like, you know, you should be able to give yourself some strokes or something along that line. Because it's just so difficult to run in the heat. So one thing I would say is just don't look at the watch. You know, have goals that are going to be time goals or have goals that are going to be distance goals. You know, trying to go out and run your fastest 5K on today, July 3rd at noon is just not something that's going to be successful. When it's humid out, it's harder to breathe. And especially, you know, you just lose so much more sweat and you're working your body so much more when it's hotter out. Um, Your inner temperature is running up and you're sweating more and just you're using more energy to run. So it's just a lot more difficult. So I always just scale it down. Like if I'm running 7.30s or 8 minutes, you know, in the spring, then I know that I'm probably not going to run that. I'm going to run like 8 minute miles or 8.30 miles. And I need to be okay with that because I'm still working the same. My conversational pace is the same. Uh, My heartbeat's still the same. It's just that I'm working at a lower pace. And that's okay. I'm still getting the same desired workout that I'm getting.
0: Yeah, I think that's good advice is to not get like stuck up in the pace as much as like check I got this run done. And
1: that's tough because so many people are so digital with they want to see those results and they look at their watch and they're frustrated when they don't get it or they're going to put it on Strava or they're going to put it on some social media and it's frustrating them that they're not running as fast as they do. So when that happens they start to push more, they can get sick, they can hurt themselves and you see a lot of that in the summertime. So just be careful with it. Those results will really move into the fall time. So when the weather starts to get nicer, you'll see a lot better results when that comes around with nicer weather. Yeah.
0: Uh, Do you have a favorite running
1: workout? All right, so my favorite running workout right now is just going to be small intervals. Um, I'm really enjoying um, 30 seconds of um, effort running and then 30 seconds of off running. And those short little intervals are just really fun for me because I can do a quick burst and I can go run fast and then' it's, it's really quick. It's not like I'm running miles uh, repetitively or anything like that or you know running 5Ks and it's just short bursts, putting out a little bit more effort, I have time to recover. and that workout seems to go pretty quick to me. And the best part about that is I mean you can make that up if you want it to be a little bit more challenging. Maybe it's 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off if you want a little bit more. One minute on, one minute off. So there's definitely a whole lot of different workouts. Um, I also have a Garmin 220 and I can go ahead of time and I can plan it straight into my watch. So that way I'm not looking at my watch. It beeps. Um, and sometimes I just get lost on the trails just running fast, running slow, and then it's over with. And I feel like I had a good workout. So that's definitely during this time, one of my favorite workouts.
0: Yeah. And I, I think the watch is key because it's so nice not having to think. It just tells you like not being like, Oh, in 10 seconds, I have to hurry up.
1: No, I'm not not out there trying to do you know algebra to figure out when you know my next stop should be and what it should look like.
0: <laughs> um, is there a workout that we all should be doing?
1: <clears throat> I definitely think that there needs to be some sort of tempo runs, where again I just said my favorite uh, workouts right now are going to be those shorter intervals. But um, what what you're planning for? Um, we need some sort of speed and to work at that race pace or even a little bit faster to get to our goals. So, I mean, if my goal is to just finish a 5K, then I don't really need that tempo run because I'm just working on my overall um, breathing and my overall fitness to get to that point. But if you have some sort of time goal, then obviously running all of my runs at the same pace, let's say I want to run a 5K at nine minute miles. And right now I'm running 10 minute miles. If I always run that pace, I'm never going to run nine minute miles. So what do I need to do? There needs to be time during the week that I'm going to run at a faster clip. So maybe I'm running, um, you know, we talk about the percent of your, you know, weekly intake. So maybe somewhere between 10 to 20% of the week should be some sort of speed if you're planning for something with a time goal. So maybe I'm going to take, I'm going to go out for five miles, and for one of those miles, I'm going to run at race pace, or I'm going to run a little bit faster than race pace. Um, You know, maybe on an easy run on a Tuesday, I'm going to do a couple striders afterwards. I'm just going to, you know, run a couple blocks at a fast pace and do a couple sprints just to work up, um, you know, my speed a little bit there. Um, And maybe, you know, during my speed workouts, I'm going to take blocks of like 15, 20 minutes, and I'm going to run at race pace or a little bit faster just to get that, you know overall fitness in and be able to improve my speed and get to that time goal so I think tempo runs are really important for everyone whether you're a beginner whether you're an elite athlete running those tempo runs are important
0: yeah um, I know we're not racing now but what is your favorite race to train for
1: so it's funny because New York City Marathon just canceled um, and Broad Street Run moved to October and I always love training and racing that race. Um, there was something about the distance that was really fun because it just goes by so quickly. The
0: ten miler Broad Street. The ten miler, okay. yeah.
1: And I just love the course of running down the city. You know, the first six are down to City Hall, and then you pass City Hall, and then you're heading down to the stadiums. And I just think that it's a really cool race with people on the side. So I miss training for that. Like we were, I started training for that back in March, and then you know it got canceled, um, and I. My instinct is is that it's gonna get canceled again um, in the fall, so I'm definitely like missing like that distance, and I think that 10 to 13 miles like in my wheelhouse right now, like that's what I want to be training for right now. So that distance is really fun because just with with having two kids and balancing everything with life, it's really difficult to just say, hey, I'm gonna go out for a 20 mile run today. You know, having that chunk of time because when I come back, it's not like I can lay up on the couch all day. Mm-hmm. You know, sip on my coffee all day and watch movies. It's like, no, I need to, you know, go do yard work. I need to fix something around the house. I need to take in somewhere. Like, you know, it's, I, I just can't, you know, take that time anymore. But if I'm training for a 10 mile or a 13 mile, or I can go out for an hour, be back, you know, and have more time with the family. So,
0: yeah, and sometimes there is something to be said about training for starting to train for a marathon in July. Like, even at this time like you would just be starting and you would be doing not your 20 milers for the fall season anyway
1: nobody should be out running 20 miles right now <laughs> and if you are good for you
0: you're amazing you're our heroes <laughs> um yeah and that old uh, coffee movie was definitely sean when we were dating first married <laughs> that's what you love to do
1: that was the best it was just get out early <laughs> get out at 5am, get out of 6am, run for a couple hours and then come back and, you know, have that coffee and just relax on the, on, you know, the couch knowing that I have off the rest of the weekend. I have off till Monday. So it was just something I like to do. And it was something, you know, that was, was, you know, cool for me to do. So,
0: yeah. So do you have any last minute, um, suggestions for people as we enter July and, um, this time without races, like,
1: Yeah, so so it's a really difficult time for people because so many people use races as a way to be held accountable. They're going to sign up for a race, and then they're going to do the training for it. Um, And, you know, personally, being a run coach, in March, late March, I lost all my clients. Um, And that was kind of tough because they were all training for a run. Now, I've gained a couple more back. Um, we're starting to train for some stuff in the fall. And again, it's just people that want to do speed or just want to have a goal that's not a race. And they're, they're looking out to, you know, use me to help them, you know, achieve their goals. So, you know, it's just time to make other goals. Um, I got pretty into monthly running. Um, I was <laughs> increasing my weekly or my monthly running. Um, and it just got a little bit too much. In May, I got up to 175 miles. Um, And then it was just a little bit too much on my body. So I kind of scaled back a little bit. Um, But it's just kind of time to find some other goals. You know, you can have that, you know, think about your year. Do you want to try to hit a certain amount of, you know, um, miles? Do you want to, in a month, find a certain number of miles? Do you want to run your fastest mile time? Do you want to run, still run a 5K, you know, on the trail? So it's just trying to think about, you know, what you want to do with this time because it's so different than, you know, race seasons. And I know some races are coming back. Um, you know, but it's just finding out what you're comfortable doing. Yeah. So, you know, currently right now, I'm just kind of running about 25 miles per week, doing one speed workout, long runs about like eight miles. Um, i just getting out there just to, you know, stay fit. Yeah. Well, thank What's, you so much. What is anything that you're looking at doing right now?
0: Um, yeah, in may I, my goal was to run hundred miles and I ran a 10 K um, which was really kind of fun to do. I, I really was disappointed um, the Queen of Prussia race couldn't happen. I was looking forward to that one so much. Uh, so we had signed up for a, it's the Midsummer Night Series from Brimmar Running Company, which is three 5Ks in the summer. And the first one was canceled. The second one was about to happen, but because of all the different regulations, it I think became overwhelming for a lot of people. So that one has been pushed off as well. So I think just on my own, I'm trying to build a little bit of speed, which in the summer is really challenging. Like I ran my base 5K um, in J- the end of June and it wasn't like my fastest time. It wasn't my slowest, but it was just blah. <laughs> and I was okay with it just because it was a really humid, hot day.
1: And the, the effort was still there.
0: Yeah, the effort was still there and like, and it's hard. It's hard when you're, like, racing by yourself on the trail, right? You don't have, like, the person you're following or the excitement of knowing that, like, your kids are cheering for you. And, you know, it, it's so fun. And it's not that fun to race by yourself on the trail.
1: No, it's mentally really tough to do that. <laughs> yeah. I agree.
0: So I think I'm just focusing on, like, doing the 5K speed. So I'm also at, like, 20 to 25 miles per week, too, with my longest run being about 8 um, that's funny how we ended up in the same, the same place we do. I do a speed workout, which is either like flat, um, speed or it's, um, hills. I, I like alternate each week and it's fun cause I, I like to do different workouts. Like I love the 30 off, 30 off minute on minute off, but I love, um, ladders. Like I love to do like a 200, a 400 an eight, Four, two, um, with a little time off in between. Sometimes I even go up to a mile in, in the ladder, so I like I like switching it up because it makes it more enjoyable when it's hot and humid, etc. Yeah. Um, so I asked all my guests these three questions: um, What stretches are you doing in your own life right now?
1: I so stretch is doing things around the house. <laughs> So, not the most handy person in the world. Um, I'm also, um, I don't know, not the, yeah, I'm just not that handy around the house. But I'm trying to be a little bit more handy around the house since I have a lot more time. So, I've been doing some things around the house. And that's been a stretch for me because it's taking me out of my comfort level a little bit. But it's okay. Like, I'm asking my neighbor who's really handy for a lot of help. Um, I'm watching some videos online. Uh, to figure some stuff out and I'm just taking the time and not getting myself frustrated. So if it doesn't work, if I bought the wrong stuff at Lowe's, laugh about it, go back to Lowe's, return it, get some new stuff, Um, you know, take some more time if it doesn't come easy to me, you know, watch another video, try to figure it out. Um, And so all those things are kind of, it's funny, it's like parallel to running, I mean, it's the same thing. Like if you're starting out running, you know, ask people for help, go find videos, you know, go get yourself prepared and everything might not be a success. It might take a lot of effort. Um, but again, if you just keep on trying and trying, you're going to get better and better. And I'm getting better around stuff at the house. Like I just feel a little bit more comfortable about things, which is neat. Like I can just, you know, go like right now, like we have crack in our tile to our, our um, counter and I want to get some, um, I want to get, yeah, I want to get some caulk and caulk that out. And, you know, I just went out and, you know, got some, you know, mashed it up with the counter. Um, and I'm ready to put that on pretty soon. So, you know, just something like that is, is a stretch for me though.
0: That's awesome. Um, What's something that you are enjoying doing in your life for you?
1: So I think I might have talked about this last time, um, but one thing that I'm enjoying doing is a push-up challenge. Um, And the push-up challenge, I started doing push-ups maybe in December, and I was really proud of myself when I got like 1,000 push-ups in a month. Um, And then, you know, we got through quarantine, I was starting to increase a little bit more And in May, I got up to 1,900 push-ups in one month, so I was really happy about that. I just thought like my fitness up top, like you know, I actually like had some like defined muscle up top, like in my back, in my pecs, like those types of things, and I just felt a little bit more um, confident about myself, um, just being a little bit stronger, and I like that. So June was a little bit like rocky and patchy, so I really didn't do that many push-ups. And now. You know, I'm already at two hundred for the month, I'm hoping to get to two thousand and just make it a part of my life where then I'm not having to track and maybe I can get to the point where I do hundred push ups a day. And it's not even anything I think about just to, you know, keep over that overall fitness. But I'm keeping track and I'm almost at I think it's nine thousand push ups for the whole year. Wow. So hopefully like I'm on track for somewhere around like twenty thousand push ups this year. So that's pretty cool. So it's definitely something that I'm enjoying doing right now.
0: That's so cool. And what is something you can't stop talking about?
1: This might be the same thing. I can't stop talking about the kids. Um, they are so much fun. Kaylin, when we went into quarantine, was um, not even crawling. And now she is walking around the house with everything in her hands. She's in everything. Um, she's smiling. She's starting to babble, uh, starting to try to communicate with us. And she's just so much fun to you know see, learn, and grow um, and just kind of watch her figure out life. And then with Brayden, I mean, he's just getting smarter and smarter. Um, he had, just has great questions. Um, he cares a little bit more. You can have you know better conversations with him now as he gets older. You know, I ask him like how he's feeling, and you know, the, you know, he'll let you know. He's like, oh, today I'm a little sad. I go, why? And you know, he lets you know why he's a little bit sad, and just trying to talk to him. Um, it's funny now because you and I always ask each other how our runs were, where we ran, and how far we went. So he does the same thing. He goes, you know, he sees me in my run. And goes, daddy, how was your run? Daddy, how far did you go? Daddy, did you go towards Maniunk? Like, it's just, like, it's funny to see him. Like, he cares about us. And, like, he he wants to have conversation with us. Um, We've been playing a lot of sports in the outside. We've been playing some baseball. Um, We've been playing some basketball. We've been playing some soccer. And right now he's super into just chasing me around and trying to get a soccer (laughs) ball from me. Um, So, and that's good exercise for both of us. Because the other day I was super sweaty and so was he. So, but, no, we're, we're just having a good time and I just... Can't stop talking about the kids. So,
0: (laughs) oh, well, thank you so much for being on this week's episode. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me again. Again, my company is Choose Your Finish Line. Um, Choose Your Finish Line. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and also ChooseYourFinishLine.com.
0: So, I highly suggest at this point if you are not doing any kind of movement or are struggling to continue to do movement, definitely reach out. Find somebody who you feel safe with. I encourage you to be moving. There's a lot of unknowns going on right now. And just walking, running, swimming, practicing yoga. Just getting yourself um, physically in a state where you can maybe handle the issues of the world with a clear mind is super important. So it's okay if you're spending money on your own health. And I know that's a lot of times what I struggle with is why would I want to spend money on that? But I highly suggest you contact somebody or join an outdoor fitness group where you can feel that sense of community or work with a coach who can get you to a place where you want to be in your life. So I'm going to end this podcast with an anchoring meditation and there is going to be a little bit of, um, I want to say like, noticing which area um, you feel breath the most. So we're going to kind of explore our own selves and learn a little bit more of where we should be focusing our attention and our breath when we meditate. So come to a comfortable seated position. And again, this position can be in a chair, on the floor, cross-legged, on a couch. That's where I like to meditate, on my couch, cross-legged. And I suggest sitting just so it um, stops the desire maybe to fall asleep, especially for this one. We're really going to be clearing our minds here. So anchor breath is the practice of using your breath to help help your mind focus on one point. And we're going to start by bringing our hands to our bellies. So you can close your eyes here. And before we start, let's just take a big breath in and a big breath out. And let's do that one more time. Take a big breath in and a big breath out. And when you breathe in, start to feel your hands on your belly rise. And as you exhale, notice the hands start to fall. Breathe in. Breathe out. Take another breath in. And take a breath out. From here, we're gonna bring our hands onto our heart so you can even stack your palms if you would like here so that your hands are resting on your chest. And take a big breath in here. And a big breath out. Take another inhale. Exhale out. Final breath in. Exhale out. Then release your hands down onto your legs. And we're gonna start to bring our awareness to the upper lip right underneath the nostrils. And take a big breath in through the nose. And on the exhale, press the air out. Noticing the air on the top of your lip. Take another breath in through the nose. Closing the mouth, exhale. Noticing the air come out. One more time, breath in. Exhale out. And just pause for a moment And bring to mind where you feel the most most breath in the body. Is it the belly, the chest, or front of the nose? And wherever you feel the most breath in the body, bring your hands there, so the belly, the chest, You can bring your hands in front of the nose, or you can just bring the hands down on either side and focus the breath coming out of the nose. Every person has a different preference. Wherever you feel the most breath, bring your hands there. This is our anchor spot. This is where you put your attention. If you're a fisherman and you go out to sea, you anchor down so you can catch the most fish. Whenever we anchor, we support the boat. That's what we do to our body. We give it support. We ground it down. Keep finding your breath in and out here. If your attention shifts, gently bring your attention back to your anchor spot the belly, the chest, or the front of the nose. Sometimes in life we have to pause. We have to anchor ourselves amidst the waves, the gentle rocking motion to really feel connected. And this practice is to gently bring your mind back And taking another breath in. And a deep breath out. When you're ready, gently blink the eyes back open, coming back into the room. Thank you so much for listening to Butt first stretch. If you have any questions please let me know I'd love to hear when you personally love to run or work out and what seasons you feel strongest If you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like to hear on the show please reach out my instagram handle is uh, fitfamconchi or jennifermc3 and you can find me on facebook with jennifer mccracken or fitfamconchi have a wonderful day